Fantasy Managers, hello and welcome back to the Epilardics Game Week 6 preview show sponsored by Bonus Bank. If you are new around here, please make sure you give the podcast uh, some love. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. And uh, if you're listening on podcast, give us a, a rating review. That would be very kind. Uh, and a subscription would be lovely. Uh, let's get into it and let's say hello to our guests who are here so far. We are missing a few of the boys, uh, but we do have Ollie Walker Peel and Chazza Roberts with us live in the studio. Uh, Chazza, I know you've just got off your bike, mate. How are you today? How's your day been? Yeah, the day's been all right, thank you. Can I just say about today's lineup? it's looking like you're under 23. It's a lot of youth involved. I'll take it, I'll take it. Today's pod's only going to be 50% as good compared to the others, considering half our crowd's missing. But more, t- more chat, which is the benefit. Yeah, more chat. Listen, more time for you boys to get your points over, discuss. You know, we've had a lot of fixtures, we've had a lot of results, we've had a lot of assets to review, so we have a lot of content to get to. But Ollie, how are you, buddy? You doing all right? How's your rovers looking? Yeah, yeah, doing all right. I had a win midweek, which was very nice in the local derby. Diaz has stayed on, which I'm surprised about, so I won't be getting him in an FPL. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, be interested to see, you know, this pod's going to be good, Charlie. You've, you've already put the moz on us already. 50% is good. It's going to be class, mate. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be right. Hopefully, Reedy does join us later on, but he's uh, hit the snooze alarm again, as he yeah, always does. I think he's on those ex- expected Zs, as we yeah. call them. Uh, Tiffy's straight on it, and she sees Reedy and Rev are sleeping on the job. Yeah, you're probably not far off, so we'll uh, hopefully they'll be all right, and they'll, uh, they'll maybe join us later on. Uh, but we'll see how we go. Elliot's turned 18 this week, so another happy birthday to L, uh, one of our hosts and uh, yeah. panel members for the last three seasons. So big shout out to you, mate. And uh, you might jump into the uh, YouTube comments as well, uh, but wishing him well. But let's get into it. So we um, obviously, you know, we went through game week five. Let's do a quick review and a recap and see who stuck out for us. We're obviously going to start with Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest. 6-0, you know, Haaland hat-trick, clean sheet for City. Ollie, how did you see this one go, mate? Um, I was pretty happy with, with most of it, uh, or with some of it, because I had Jar Cancelo in my team. Nice. I say yeah. had. His, there's a precursor <laughs> for you. I'll emphasize the word had. Um, obviously, oh I was kind of annoyed during the first half that Haaland was scoring. Didn't captain him. More on that a bit later. Um, but City are just City, aren't they? They're just going to, they're streets ahead of everybody in the league this season, I reckon. Um, and, you know, for people that might not have seen the game, they've just gone, I mean, I didn't watch it either, but. You know, people saying, oh, Forest are going down. No, City are just that good. City are, are that good. They've got so many players you can contribute. Um, and a lot of them did again this week. Yeah, and as we said, Haaland, another hat-trick. Um, you know, City have scored 19 goals already this season in five games. And Haaland is, you know, he's been nate by. It's the best ever start by a Premier League player, obviously in goals. Um, I think he's. I think he had twelve shots on target, and you know, he only scored nine goals. I think it is along them lines. But he's an absolute freak. Chazza, did you catch much of that City game? I certainly did, and it's fantastic having midweek football back. That was the main game before I got turned over to Liverpool, Newcastle. We saw two of the goals within a matter of half an hour from Erling Haaland, and nothing beats watching live football because you're just mesmerised by Guardiola's tactics. It's like ticker tacker champagne football. Thank you very much for coming. And Forrest <laughs> got completely spanked, which was expected. He looked so dangerous. The way he attacks the ball, the way he finds space in tight positions is astounding. 
Yeah, all his goals coming from inside the 18-yard box so far this season. And Forrest, I'm, I'm sure they're glad to just get that one out of the way and they can move on to the next one. But João Cancelo, Ollie's just mentioned him quietly there. But what did you think of him? Because I know last week I think uh, the Reverend wasn't uh, too convinced by his attacking positions that he was getting in. But obviously he scored a nice goal. Um, so is there anything to be uh, concerned about? Was it just a panic for the last couple of weeks about Cancelo? Chas? It would be, but at times he can have an off game. And with this game against Nottingham Forest, it was a really good opportunity for him to really to be extremely attacking because he can have more assurance with his defence back there against a favourable opposition such as Forest. So that enabled him to get into better attacking positions. When you give him a certain amount of space within outside the box and shooting range, give him, a, give him a chance. He certainly executed it. So I'm not too worried about him. I think there's other premium defenders to be more worried on compared to Giala at the moment. Oh, on that note then, mate, is that segue into uh, another asset that you want to talk about? Not in my not- mind, but <laughs> do I want to talk about the Liverpool defenders? Go for it. Yeah, so let's go into Liverpool chat. Uh, Liverpool managed to squeeze... In that result against Newcastle, no, Elliot would have been, uh, you know, that's his 18th birthday ruined after he's seen that 97th minute winner go in uh, by Carvalho, uh, the former uh, Fulham winger. But he got the goal. Liverpool got the win. Ollie, did you catch much of the game? What do you think about the assets in there? I'm sure you want to talk about Mo Salah, surely. I mean, I was watching. I was watching the better Diaz play because Rovers were on at that same time. Right. Uh, so I was watching the the, the better Diaz, um, but. You know, I, I caught the you know the highlights. Obviously, Newcastle run to a good start. Um, Isak, I think we've got to mention him with him just coming into the league, yeah. scoring on his uh, on his debut, debut. for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Liverpool turning it around. Salah with two assists saved my game week um, because obviously you know we were looking at it going. You know he's got one assist leading into the 98th minute. Um, and for the people who catch in Harlan, they you know they're well clear. But you know that saved our game week a little bit. Um, Trent. Obviously, didn't cost me here, uh, not having him in. Uh, more on him later again. But, um, yeah, Carvalho, nice to see him grab a goal. Um, obviously, Harvey Elliott and, and Carvalho, both in the Fulham Academy. Um, so, it was it was good to see them, you know, both. You know, it's good to see them both doing well in a point. Because um, Liverpool, again, they just have got a thing where they just ha- get youngsters in, they sign youngsters and they progress them through. Um, I think Fabio Carvalho, seen a little bit of him in the Championship last season. He's a player. He, he's a footballer. He can play football. Um, yeah, Liverpool doing well. Um, they're not on the level that they have been in previous seasons, but, you know, they're, they're getting results. Or You know, most weeks they're getting results now, um, with the exception of, obviously, that United game. You know, it looks like they've turned a corner since then. Um, so, uh, I think we can start to maybe hope for a little bit more from Liverpool assets, hopefully. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep watching them. But obviously, Mo Salah going into that game, big sell off in the in the last week or two from him. Um, you know, he got his two assists, but that still hasn't stopped one hundred ninety four thousand managers selling him off since going into game week six. So he is still being sold off, and I'm pretty sure that'll be for the uh, for people to accommodate Haaland into their team. I've got no doubt. But we'll give a quick mention to uh, obviously the Chelsea. They've now suffered back to back losses. Uh, on the road, um, obviously they've got that, that defeat in there. James wasn't in the side, uh, picked up that last minute injury as we when we did the stream the other day. There was breaking news about the injury, and it obviously later confirmed that he wasn't going to play. But half a million managers have already transferred him out, 
Uh, Ollie, I'm not too sure about your team at the minute, or but what would you be? Would you be um, shipping James out as well? Yeah, well, Jack hasn't seen my team yet, um, so this is a bit of a surprise for Jack. Uh, my team, uh, I've I've got rid of him, um, and again, <laughs> it's 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 one of those where with defenders like Reese James has been brilliant so far this season, but it's just with my strategy, I've shifted away from going too big at the back, or I've gone with other options. Um, you know, I've gone slightly cheaper in defence. Um, I have gone with Chelsea cover. Um, I won't spoil who that is yet, but I've got someone from Chelsea in there. I probably could get Reese James back in if I wanted to, um, but I think with the injury cloud, I just want to be, you know, secure that this player's going to start. So, uh, so hopefully that's the case. As we just see Elliot pop up in chat, nice to uh, give him a quick mention for uh, for the uh, for the happy birthday on the um, on the thirty first of August. So uh, happy birthday, mate! Glad to see you here, lad. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, Ollie, you were out partying without him last night, even though it was his birthday. Um, so uh, maybe good to see that. You, good to see you survive that night out, mate. Um, but let's just give a mention. Um, obviously, the Reverend's not on the stream a bit, but Everton getting a mention in here. One-one at Leeds. Um, you know, Claire Balding. You know, she's been getting some honourable mentions in the last couple of weeks on the <laughs> podcast. Um, but Anthony Gordon. Her, um, her twin. Um, he re he's remained at Everton now. He didn't make it to that Chelsea move, so he's, he's there for the time being, but he did get himself on the score sheet again. Uh, Chaz, what do you think about Anthony Gordon? Is he someone to really strongly look at now, or are you not convinced? Can, it's a consider. I've liked the way he's enhanced his attacking positions and made the most of his chances within the last couple of game weeks, and it seems he's becoming the main man. And I feel the reason why is because Lampard really wants to keep him based on the transfer speculation. But from what we know, he's staying. And I feel it's a good opportunity for him to flourish in that Everton side. They just need more cohesion, especially through the midfield too. Yeah, so we'll see. They've just obviously signed uh, Gay from uh, PSG's return back to Everton um, after his, uh, well, is it a successful spell? I'm sure he's got a couple of titles in, in the French League now. So he's back. So hopefully he can help out. And obviously James Garner signed from Ever from Manchester United as well, uh, going to Everton. So maybe that stabilises the midfield slightly. But let's get on with where we how we perform this week in the podcast mini Um Let's just have a look. I'm on the wrong window here, aren't I? Let's have a look on here. Here we go. That's more like it. So let's have a look at the podcast league. Obviously, the six of us, three of us on here today, six of us on there. Um, Elliot Craig on his 18th birthday week, sixth position in the podcast league, 289 points overall, 78 points this week. Like everyone in the in our league this week got more than 70, which is you know fantastic. Charlie scraping through, but we'll go on to you in just a second. But uh, the Batman and Robin, Elliot Craig, 78 points. Well done from him. Great little haul. Um, I think I'm sure he's happy with that. Reedy, um, he got 80 points. So he's moved uh, a bit further along than Elliot, sitting in fifth place. Chazza, let's go on to you, mate. The Balls of Steel, 71 points this week, 303. You know, you've... You had a bad start in the first couple of game weeks, but you're starting to pull it back, mate. Uh, let's have a look at your team on here. Yeah, feel free. Just present it in front of our eyes, why don't we? Well, <laughs> I think a big takeaway out of this game week was that it was heavily carried by City, especially with nailing the captaincy and Erling Haaland. And it, can, it goes a long way to give you a decent score, despite not many players returning. And we see that midfield there. Everyone blanked except... Pereira, very jammy, bonus point, and just gifts it to Lewis Dunk, and he gifts Fulham a win. That's how the cycle operates. 
Disappointing by the Liverpool duo again in the game. I did expect him to at least get an attacking return. No one did. And Jesus got his goal. And as it stands, there's no Rodrigo, so there's no worry based on the injury front. There's not, you know, we might just roll. Right, okay. Obviously, we'll get into uh, the preview section uh, just a little bit later. But obviously, you got Cancelo in there, we mentioned already. He got his 12 points, happy days. Midfield, like I said, a bit, you know, bit disappointed by them but Andreas carrying you through and the captaincy you nailed with Haaland in there so well done on you for captain was there any other consideration obviously you give your captains each week was there anyone else or was it no doubt that I was always, for you I always follow a policy of 10 million or above and I didn't really give so much of a chance considering how out of form he is however the Spurs Twitter thought otherwise and they actually put their post saying Sun scored despite it being an own goal okay uh, okay there we go. So you weren't too happy about that. Did you, you no. celebrate at the time though? Uh, well, not really, because it said it was a known goal, but Spurs Twitter admin thought otherwise. Oh, okay. Fair enough, mate. Well, listen, 71, good score. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're happy with that one, mate. And uh, we'll, what we'll do, we'll jump over to Ollie, who's sitting in third place. He's 13 points above you, Chazza, so more than capable of catching him up. No problem, mate. But 73 points from Ollie Walker-Peel. Overall rank of 1.9. <laughs> Ollie, talk us through, mate. Yeah, let's let's yeah let's send your <laughs> send your bacon there, Jack. Uh, I feel like a lot of cracks were papered over this week in my team with a, with a good score, a score that I'm happy with, but a lot of this I'm not really happy with. Like Reese James, obviously injured. Erdegaard, Rodrigo injured. Uh, Luis Diaz, a rare bad week for him. He's been good for me this season. Um, and Matty Cash has just been awful. Um, Erdegaard with an injury is annoying. Um, and like we said before, Salah saving my week, really, with with that late assist, Haaland doing Haaland things. Like, nine goals in five games is genuinely unbelievable. Like, I think we um, we had a look at it, me and Ellie, the other day. He scored a goal a game since he joined Red Bull Salzburg in, like, 2019 or or whatever it was, don't quote me on the years. But he, he's a goal a game striker since 2019. That that's unreal. That's unheard of. Um, is he perma captain? I don't. I'm not sure. Um, I know we'll get onto captains later. Uh, but it's an interesting discussion point to have. Is is he, you know, worthy of the armband every week? You know, he's certainly got a point. Um, but yeah, nice thing Cancelo uh, doing things as well for me in his, you know, in this little spell, his final week for the team. Um, but, you know, it's good to see him grab a goal. It was a great finish and uh, helped me get a decent score this week. Jack, right. let's go to your team. Come on. I just, wanted, well, I just wanted to quickly mention, I can't believe you've still got cash in your team. But He's gone now, obviously, more on that. But I think you did well with uh, Salah captaincy to get the points you did. So, yeah, every credit, mate. And uh, well done. And there you got the, uh, the uh, City clean sheet as well. Over to Mikey. Mikey got 74 points in the uh, league this week, obviously. That was good for me because um, that meant I could uh, get a bit more space in between me and him. 21 points uh, difference. Myself, 90 points this Just week. Go to your team, Jack. Go to come your on, team, let's, have a, want to see it. let's have a look at this team. Uh, how did I come out with come away with this many points? Uh, I made two transfers last week. Uh, I brought in uh, Harland. I took, took Kane out, brought Harland in. I got a bit of a sledging for that for a few people, but... Obviously, that paid off. Put the captain's armband on him as well. Took Chelsea's policy and captain the uh, captain the big man. Um, and then, yeah, Martinelli grabbing the goal, Salah getting the assists. 
Odegaard, who was my pick, who carried me the last couple of weeks, didn't haul in this one. But um, obviously City keeping them uh, clean sheets and can still get the goal. Jesus grabbing a goal as well. Uh, and Andreas uh, getting the bonus and the assist. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing with that, lads. I've carried on my form. I know you guys hate it, but it is what it is. Jack. I know, you'll, I know I'll, t- I'll take everything. <laughs> That's all right. And could I just say as well, from what I heard, you're manager of the week. So congratulations. Is that in the FPL Addicts Members League or... Yeah, listen, that kind of segs us way into um, into the Members League and the performance from there as well, mate. So this week, Manager of the Week, I'll take that one. Um, obviously buzzing with that. Thank you for uh, pl- plugging that one for me. So Manager of the Week, for, uh, 40 Aussie dollars, whoever claims that prize. And uh, yeah, fortunately this week I've managed to claim that one. It's my first one in three years, so... Uh, I'll take it and I'll, I'll run. But um, a big congratulations to everyone else who got you know some big points this week in that members league, in that members mini league. Um, we've got uh, Jordy Wilson and, and Donald uh, Breslin who've been in our competition for the last two seasons. They are both top of that mini league um, with 361 points. So for August, they actually tied as manager of the month. So that is actually going to go into a playoff next week. So those two managers will play off for the, whoever gets the biggest score will come away with Manager of the Month, sponsored by Bonus Bank, which is $150 Aussie dollars. So that is the big one that we give away uh, each month in our members' mini. Um, so, yeah, congrats to them too. But one of them is going to walk away uh, disappointed next week, whoever wins that. Uh, elsewhere in our in our leagues as well, if you're not in there already, you can get involved in the public league. Um, that is still open to join. But Nathan Perone still sits at, top of, at the top of the league with Darwin Haaland, 374 points for him. He's had a monster couple of weeks, so well done. And if you want to join that public league still, the code is Y81WTO. Elsewhere in the women's league, uh, Her Majesty Ella Melsh, still top of that league as well. She got 90 point, uh, no, 94 points she got this week, 393 overall. She's absolutely killing it. And Carmina from Hungary for more, um, she's, she's in second place there, so keep it up, uh, Carmina. Uh, and finally, in our members head-to-head mini, which was like our kind of bonus one for the first 16 managers that signed up to our paid mini league, to our members league, um, there are three managers sat at the top with 12 points, three wins, uh, four wins they got uh, with Donald, Lockie and JC. So congratulations to them. Um, elsewhere now, um, let's just have a quick look. Uh, we've got the FPL social coming up. This is a big one. So I wanted to do a plug uh, on the uh, on the stream about this. Especially if you're in Sydney, this definitely applies to you. So just a quick message, 8th of October, so Saturday, 8th of October, we are not far away. Um, If you're crazy about FPL as we are, FPL addicts are heading, so me, Chazza, Ollie and Elliot are heading over to the FPL social meetup, which is Australia's biggest FPL meetup of the community. It's stacked with football content. Um, and it's full of FPL content creators from uh, around Australia, mainly in Sydney for this one, because obviously people are traveling. But um, there's going to be FPL debates. There's a p- panels on there. So everyone's going to be asking questions about season so far, how they play FPL, which is really exciting. We're also going to do the Game Week 10 deadline preview. There's food and beers. There's a big FPL quiz uh, followed by live A-League action. So a bit of live football as well uh, to complement the event, which is uh, Sydney versus uh, Melbourne Victory, the Big Blue. And then we're going to head into the city afterwards in Sydney to watch Premier League uh, kick off from 1am. And we're going to probably head to Cheers Bar in there. So if you want to get involved in the FPL Social, just head to fplsocial.com.au and then you can be there. Chaz and Ollie will be there. I'll be there. Elliot will be there. Boys, you excited? Absolutely. 
buzzing. I love it. We can't wait to go a little road trip from us from Melbourne over to Sydney. So, yeah, super excited. And we wish the UK correspondents could come, but we'll see. Um, so elsewhere now, let's have a look at this. So bonus bank. So if you are using, you want some extra confirmation, you want some tools to check out. Um, bonus bank have created a fantasy football tool. So bonus bank are our sponsor. Second season with them guys. So they've launched a free tool to help people in the mini leagues. Um, it displays probabilities for clean sheets and uh, players to score at any time. So the clean sheet probabilities for this week, we've actually got four. We've got in joint second place, there's three games. So Liverpool, Tottenham and City, all of them are down as a 41% chance to keep clean sheets. So obviously, you know, City have been a bit inconsistent with them, but obviously they've just come off that 6-0. So they've got Aston Villa, Steven Gerrard under pressure there. Tottenham, I've got Fulham. Um, so you, you fancy Tottenham to keep that clean sheet there, 41%. And Liverpool versus Everton, that derby. That could be a big derby uh, game, but plenty could be could be goals, could be a draw. But Liverpool down as 41%. And in first place, Chelsea with 45% chance of keeping a clean sheet. I think that's a bit of a surprise, if I'm honest, just with that team. Um, you know, the way they've been playing, they've been leaking goals. So I'd be very surprised if they do keep a clean sheet. But they are based on Bucky's odds and promotions. Um, elsewhere, players to score. So this is going to be pretty obvious who's going to be first in this one. But in third place, Mo Salah, 43% chance of scoring at any time in that um, Liverpool derby. Second place, Harry Kane versus Fulham, 47%. Um, and As uh, Manchester City's Erling Haaland against Manchester City, against Aston Villa, 58%. Finally got that out. Um, so 58% chance of scoring at any time. Um, so, yeah, check over to um, Bonus Bank's Fantasy Football Tool. The link is in our details in our link tree. So check that out, guys, if you haven't. But let's get back into the FPL content with these guys. Uh, we've got a few discussion points to check out. Um, let's have a look at Rodrigo replacements. So I'm going to go to Ollie first. Rodrigo replacements, what are we thinking, mate? Yeah, of course you go to me for this one, Jack, given that I actually took a hit to bring Rodrigo in. <laughs> it didn't work. And now two weeks later, I'm having to transfer him out. It, it's just not been a good run. That, that whole weekend of transfers was awful. And Rodrigo started the season so well, didn't he, for Leeds? Um, yeah. And now injured by the looks of things. So uh, there's certainly a lot of, um, lot of you know, players you could bring in. Uh, Martinelli, most people have probably already got him. Uh, there's plenty of others that have been listed as well. Marcus Rashford is there. Uh, Ward-Prowse, Eze. Uh, there's, there's plenty of options. You could go cheaper if you've not got Pascal Gross yet. You could go with him. Um, but that, that's just a few of them, really, isn't there? There's uh, someone that, that you transferred in as well, Jack, who's um, who, uh, you know, could be an option, central option. Yeah, I mean, this guy's been on my watch list for a while, and we'll get into my uh, my team, but in a, you know, a bit later. But yeah, Zaha, uh, I've just missed the uh, you know, I got in quick this morning. Um, Erdegaard obviously got a flag on him, so he might miss this one against Manchester United. So I've taken him out, and uh, Zaha coming in seven point two percent price rise, as I've just mentioned, has happened this morning. Uh, but he scored four already this season, fourteen last season. Uh, plays pretty much like that forward kind of role anyway. He kind of carries that forward line, doesn't he? Even though Marteta has been starting. So yeah, Zaha for me. Uh, Bernardo Silva is another one. Uh, the ref mentioned him last week. He did bring him in. Uh, but Bernardo Silva, 6.9% chance. Uh, sorry, ownership. He's cheaper than Gundo. Um, and he's got he's played the last nine three games. He's played 90 minutes. He was on fire last season, as we mentioned. 
He's staying, he's not moving anywhere now, not at least until January. So Bernardo Silva could be uh, a good option if you've got a bit more money in the bank. So yeah, Silva and Zaha. Uh, Chazza, anyone from you for Rodrigo replacements? Have you have you got anyone else on you on the watch list you recommend to the uh, to the audience? Well, personally, it's it's not a worry from my side, but I think number one would be Gabriel Martinelli. He's been part yeah. of all of the action when it comes to Arsenal goals, and Arsenal have been scoring plenty within their first five games. What has also helped too is that they've had a fav. They have had favourable fixtures. My second one will be for sure Wilfred Zaha. I'm with you because every time Zaha starts and Crystal Palace score this season, Zaha has been on the end of it. So that's yeah. another one. Bernardo Silva is an intriguing one. I do agree with your points saying he's a really good option. He just somehow sneaks into correct positions at the right time when Pep does start him, which is, if anything, always... We saw last season there was a trend, especially when De Bruyne was out, Bernardo was on fire. Then when De Bruyne returned, Bernardo stank. And now this season, Bernardo's thriving with De Bruyne somewhat in the lineup. However, I could see the majority of the time Bernardo would dominate if De Bruyne is not on the pitch because I feel Bernardo's vacating and occupying the usual duties from the Belgian. Yeah, interesting points there, mate. And obviously, those who have watched City will be able to probably, uh, you know, second that as well. So, yeah, a, couple, a good couple of options there. Uh, Tiff, who's watching the stream with us now live, uh, th- thoughts on um, Sinistera. Uh, obviously, he got that goal, um, you know, for Leeds, getting his first goal on his, I think it was his starting debut, right? So, what do you think of him, Ollie? Would he be one you'd be looking at, or is that too early? Um, I, it'll be interesting to see how he, I wouldn't bring him in this week. But with Rodrigo out, I'll be interested to see, you know, what, you know, how Jesse Marsh plays it. If they play in a similar position, different position, he's, you know, from from all reports I've heard, he's quick and can play on the left-hand side. I've not really seen a lot of him, I must be honest, but it was a very, very well-taken goal that he scored the other day. Um, so maybe have a look this week if he plays well, maybe have a look. I think it might be one game week too early though for Sinistera, but I, I like that he's... Um, you know, on the agenda, I like that people are talking about him, you know, raising him as an option because you know, I think he could be one. I think just think it might be slightly too early for him. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if you're looking for a bit of that curveball, you know, a bit of a random one to bring in, you know, go early and try and catch the uh, catch the hype, it could be a good one. I mean, would you, could you spend the money elsewhere, you know, obviously downgrade and then maybe bring in another striker, maybe Bamford, for example, who's coming back into the fold, Chazza? Sinistera. Oh, I thought he... Took his goal really well. And personally, I don't know a whole lot on him. But I'd be very interested to see if he starts even take take vacating Rodrigo's place into the side. I'd say, like you said, Jack, if you want a good curveball, Sinistera is the way to go. I just I like the name and I like the way he uh, took his <laughs> chance the other day. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, maybe, maybe um, have a look at that one, guys. He might be a good option. So, Tiff, thanks for bringing him up. Uh, quick one for you, Ollie. Uh, Captain Harland or Jesus or Salah this week? Have you got? Have you gone early with anyone? Uh, I mean, I know I'm going to captain, but, you know, captaincy is not my domain. We all know who the captain, <laughs> captain guy is. That's so, correct. Uh, so, we'll see it. captains in a bit, so stick around because it's it box that's office. It. It's box yeah, office captain segment with, uh, with our man Chazza Roberts. Yeah, uh, Will Shaw's just commented. Does anyone know who this is? Yeah, Melbourne Storm, Melbourne Storm NRL. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't follow, I don't follow the NRL at all. But the one thing I do know about the Melbourne Storm is I know of Ryan Pappenhausen, 
and I know he's got an absolutely massive mullet like Chaz. So, yeah. I'm, guess, very, I'm guessing very like good Chaz. Very good. <laughs> I, think, I, I have right. been called Ryan a fair bit. You're not wrong. Alongside any, any seven other football players. Yeah, have you signed any autographs or not? Uh, not quite at the minute. Hasn't been since the day when I saw Peter Hidgen up. So that was when it hit peak. <laughs> yeah, mate, 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 they'll be uh, they'll be all circling around you, the paparazzi, the FPL social, mate. Just get ready for it. Mate, they'll get all the cameras out. Everyone's got their uh, their pens out, their uh, their autograph books, mate. You're gonna be signing non-stop. You're not actually gonna do any panel debates, I don't reckon, because you're not gonna have time for us. Ollie, I'm rattled. <laughs> right, we'll leave the NRL lookalike chat just there. I'm back to FPL. So we just looked at some replacements for Rodrigo. That was kind of the big news coming out of um, you know, that game week with the injuries. But transfer deadlines just passed. Um, some big signings obviously coming into the Premier League for the whole window. But last minute ones, Anthony at United coming in. Obviously, we're paying an absolute mammoth amount of money for him. Uh, but is you know he's the inside you know forward that we needed. I think he's you know he's seventy seven point five mil. Um, he's obviously the same as Sancho coming in. Um, I've, I've kind of wrote my notes here that hopefully he doesn't need to need a whole season to adapt. He can come straight in and make an impact, which would be obviously wonderful. Um, but that's probably just a wait and see. Put him in, see what happens. Obviously United you know got a couple of wins on the bounce now, which is great. Um, clean sheets too. Happy days gone back to basics and you know if you know he's you know Anthony comes in and adapts absolutely unbelievable but Sancho's probably you know if you're looking between the two Sancho's probably the one because he's got his shooting boots and he's he's kind of hitting a bit of form and more settled now elsewhere Aubameyang Chaz I need your take on this mate because Aubameyang from your obviously played for your Arsenal he's back he's in back in London but at Chelsea now um he's come back is he come back a better player do you think or do you think his time's gone in fairness, I didn't pay much attention to his spell at Barcelona. I didn't really like how his departure panned out at Arsenal. When he was there, he was a fantastic servant for our club, a really great captain, but I just felt the fallout wasn't the best look. However, I do wish him all the best, of course, back in the Premier League. It's ain't no farmer's league, so it's a, it's a good litmus test for him. I feel from Chelsea's perspective, it's probably the signing that what that they would want at the moment. Werner left and didn't really fire since he got into Chelsea a couple of seasons ago. Havertz just lacks that finish. And Raheem Sterling can sometimes play striker, but more preferred on the left, left-hand left side. So do you think Chelsea, do you think he's a guaranteed star? Is he going to be starting every week? Do you think up top? I'd say most weeks, yeah. I'm not most sure weeks, about yeah. this weekend. He might get his usual standing ovation, walk onto the pitch and get supported by everyone or maybe yeah. a bench appearance. But I'm not sure about him starting against West Ham. I think it may come too soon. It's yeah, interesting to say you, you want him to do well because obviously he's gone to Chelsea. Like Arsenal, Chelsea, big rivals, probably second to, to Tottenham from an Arsenal point of view. So it's weird that you like, I can understand it because obviously he's done well for Arsenal, but Ollie. he's moved to one of your biggest rivals. Ollie, there's a caveat. I'd love for him to do well in any other game against, except when he comes to the Emirates or at Stamford Bridge and plays Arsenal. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I get. I That's get that. Yeah. yeah. Are we done? Yeah. yeah I, I said <laughs> one part. Ollie interrupted. Yeah, I, so. I've not got nothing to say. I've got. I've got nothing to say to that. I've got nothing right. to say. Yeah. Listen. I, uh, I mean, if if Ronaldo went to City, I wouldn't be wishing him well. Do you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> well, neither do I. 
now that now that I'm probably a United fan, but uh... but probably coming from the niceness of uh, Charles's heart there. Obviously, he's Aubameyang did you know he did some great things at Arsenal. Well, good things I won't say great, but he did some good things that you know they was club captain as well. So I'm sure it's coming from a, a good place from Charles's heart in there. But is elsewhere, Charles's heart is there a bad so, place to Charles's heart? No, there's not. There's not a, no, not a bad, not a bad you, thing in it. You never know. They might come down the track, but not today. <laughs> All right, well, not to, not today. So elsewhere in the transfer, I've just highlighted Dan James going to Fulham. You know, he's found his third club in three seasons now, so he's gone on loan to Fulham. I think it's a place where he could excel. You know, we've got Mitro obviously killing it up top there. Um, I be is that is that a good move for him? Do you think he's going to? Does this make him more attractive as an asset, Oli? Yeah, because he's probably more likely to get minutes. I reckon um, it's it's a move I didn't really see coming and obviously with how Rovers have been affected by that I've sort of had a look at it because I think you know they they went for Diaz at one point and then decided that they weren't going to get Diaz because they didn't want to put enough money in um, so they've gone with Dan James um, obviously they're different players um, both can play out, play out wide but um, Diaz scores more goals anyway enough of him uh, Dan James he's a good player at his best but we probably haven't seen it a lot um, since he left the championship. Obviously, he was really good at Swansea um, and now hasn't really done much for United, hasn't done much for Leeds um, and needs to find himself. Uh, be interested to see if Fulham's a place he can do it. Um, they've made a lot of signings. They've impressed, really. They've done a lot better than I thought they'd do. Um, I thought Fulham would just, you know, just going to be relegation fodder. But it looks like they're going to, you know, punch above their weight in that sense a bit. Six million, I think, is a bit too much for FPL terms. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll do well there. I think it, there is a chance that he could flourish. Yeah, Silva seems to have got um, obviously Fulham playing some really good attacking football, haven't they? And they seem to go and attack the game rather than just kind of sitting back yeah. and you know leaking in goals. And it's probably because Scott Parker's obviously not in charge of them anymore that they that they look a bit more impressive. So yeah, I think it's a it's a good place and you know a good place for him to be. Uh, Tiff has just mentioned uh, is Mitrovic someone we're sleeping on because we're smitten by the Nordic meat shield. Listen, for me, yeah, I'd say so. And you probably, Jesus and Haaland are the preferred two up top. But uh, Chazza, I know you want to say something this. Go on, mate. I do. And I'm with Tiff. We're getting too overshadowed by the main strikers up front. Of course, there's Haaland. There's Jesus, which, like in fairness, he's had a good start. Not, not setting the world on fire, of course. And then you have Tony. I feel with Mitrovic, what we've learned within the last, Within the early parts of his season, he is fixture proof. I genuinely think he can score against anyone. Out of the next two games he plays, I see the Chelsea fixture more favourable for him because Chelsea are a bit loose defensively and he scored against Liverpool at home. So he's trusted at Craven Cottage. I think he's definitely on the transfer radar because his confidence is up and the style of Marco Silva suits really well to Mitrovic's strengths. Yeah, I think it's I'm definitely keen to see what happens in here. And um, you know, I don't know what point I bring Mitrovic in, like if it's go away from Jesus, it's just because he looks so good as that second striker. But um yeah, wait and see. But, uh, Jack, but, sorry mate. What about the third stri- striker? Have you considered that? Nah, listen, go, going three up the top, I, I don't, I'm not too sure. I'm not convinced because if I'm still one of my four at the back, which I'm quite comfortable with, going to three. I don't know. It's a you know, I think. Well, I'm usually a four-four-two kind of guy. Obviously, I'm a bit of an old-school manager. Uh, four-four in two is the one. Uh, if you will recall that. Point. 
to bring that out. It, I was it just, it, to mention Mike Bassett. I'm so glad you did. Um, yeah, it was just a bit of a, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm a 4-4-2 kind of guy, which feels feels right. And going the three up top, it would just take out maybe, yeah, you go maybe 4-3-3. Um, I thought it's wait and see, it? see what works, see what fits, and not something. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not a massive chess player as, re- as the Reverend. Uh, I don't look too far ahead. I kind of play it as I see it each week. But we'll, um, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Ollie? Would you would you be looking to bring him in? I'm. You're really trying to turn me head here because I at first I was just sort of thinking he's on the radar. He's he's on the radar. He's sort of thinking about it. But if you actually look at it as I'm doing at the moment. Gabriel Jesus, although he's got 32 points, has blanked in three of his opening five game weeks. If you look at it, I'll actually make that. He's got an assist in one of them, sorry, against Bournemouth. He must have had a yellow card. He did. So he's he's blanked against Fulham, blanked against Palace, and only got an assist against Bournemouth. He got 19 points of his 32 in one game against Leicester, and has got 13 in his other four games. 80% ownership is the only issue with that, because obviously... His EO is so high that it's not funny. But could you maybe, is this the time to, to move off Gabriel Jesus onto Mitrovic and save a bit of cash? Am I going to do it? I don't think I will, I feel, but... Go, Ollie. I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like it's happening. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen this week. I, I think I'm pretty much set with my team. Yeah, um, but, like, I, think, I think it's one of those in two or three weeks when people start to break from the template, when more people start to play their wild cards, people may look at it and go, maybe Gabriel Jesus isn't someone I want in my team. He's quite cheap for a striker, though. Um, yeah. Uh, is Gabriel Jesus. Um, and obviously Mitrovic, the same. Um, but if you look at it, you go, Gabriel Jesus, 8.2. He's still cheap. Uh, Mitrovic is, what, 6.5? Six points, obviously increasing from, from the season. Um, but yeah, obviously both quite cheap, so that works in Gabriel Jesus's favour. But if you want to save more money, you've got the likes of Tony, Isak, Mitrovic, all looking like really good options. There's probably more missing there as well. Um, so certainly you've got a lot to pick from. All right. And then I'm going to throw one out there just now. Chazza, Bobby Firmino is in amongst it. He's, he's got the third highest points for forwards so far. Obviously, we've already mentioned Mitrovic, who's got the second highest. What do you reckon about... I want to ask Reedy this, but yeah, Bobby Firmino, would you consider bringing him in? So before Nunes had made his first start against Crystal Palace, it would have been for Liverpool. Firmino was nowhere near the ball. Nowhere near, and since, no. Since Darwin got suspended, Firmino, I'm not sure where it's come from, but he's been more involved for Liverpool's goal involvement, to say the least. He could think it was... Two goals and three assists against Bournemouth, and then that's correct. Yeah, you have, and then he bagged against Newcastle. He certainly did. I just feel when you head into the Merseyside derby, Klopp can't drop Firmino out of that starting X side based on his form. I feel he needs to he he starts, and I do feel he gets a goal in that game too. Just feel the threat of Nunes if you even get Firmino now by the period after two to three game week lapses, I think the window completely shuts and you have to ship him off. So I didn't feel it was worth it. However, if you got him on, as soon as Nunes got suspended, congratulations. Well done to you. I am so happy for you. 
yeah, listen, he's. I'm just looking at it now as well. I think he's a good, he's a good shout. He's a good shout to do. I mean, Everton away, like you said, Chelsea, he's very likely you could obviously bang him there. You got then they got Wolves next after that. Chelsea away, but then uh, Brighton at home. Um, yeah, but I mean that Nunes one, he's getting cheaper. Maybe, but obviously he's still expensive in comparison. But for eight mil, Bobby Firmino could be back. Um, but let's move on elsewhere. Um, what have we got next? So uh, EPL stats for oh yeah EPL Live, obviously um, fantastic app that we use here. I've been using this a fair bit. But if you're not downloaded it already, check out the um, caption below. It's got all the details in there. Uh, made for football fans. It's got live scores, really in depth. I'm using it instead of your usual go-to apps for the scores. But yeah, alongside all the breaking football news, we've got some articles on there that we post as well as obviously the podcasts. Uh, and they've been absolutely brilliant on there for you know for giving us latest content. So push notifications as well to your phone with all the updates. Not as many as what the Premier League app does at the minute, but they uh, they definitely push a few bits of news in there for you. So yeah, check that out in the details below, um, and yeah, see what let us know what you think. Uh, but Harland rotation. Just want to touch on this very quickly. Um, I use the EPL Live app. It says and it said seventy nine minutes he's average so far. Obviously, he's got that hat trick in such a quick time. I feel like they're going to start games and come off around that 60, 70th minute every game for you know Alvarez, who's obviously bagged two goals um, against Forest. Do we? Do we? Is that still a consideration? Like, like he could be rested for the random game, and we're, and we're putting the captain's armband on him. Oli, are you worried about that or not? Yeah, and I, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't yeah. be because he's been so good, and there's no way that Pep should be dropping him. But Pep, obviously. Has dropped plays in the past. He dropped De Bruyne down to the bench midweek, which you know we sort of thought was that the week that Haaland had go, and it wasn't. So you know we, you know Salah captainers were on a good line of thinking, but just got it slightly off. Um, I just want to see this week how it goes. If Haaland is to start this week, I'd be slightly less worried. If he's benched this week, you know then then I'd start to ask questions. Obviously, you keep him in your team, you don't transfer him out. Um, but it's just a question as to whether you put the captain's armband on him. Um, obviously, Chaz will give his rundown on on things later on, and I'll go through my team in a bit um, and talk through my decision. But it's certainly one where you've got to think about it, and that's that's the one reason why I don't think Erling Haaland at the moment is a perma captain is that risk of rotation because someone who scored nine in five, there's no chance they should be rotated ever. Like that's unreal. It's almost two goals a game. Never be rotating off that. But but Pep has rotated plays in the past and will continue to do so. I reckon so. That's the um, the thing we've got to worry about, I think. It could, it could well be a change, man, Pep. Not. Uh, but let's go into that preview then. So I'll do my team first and uh, get this over and, over and done with from my side. Um, going into this week, some nice fixtures to look at. Sanchez in goal for me. Uh, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Walker and uh, Rico Henry at the back. Pretty happy with the back line. Um, still feeling a bit confident around that. And then in the middle of the park, I've got Luis Diaz, Salah, Martinelli, and I've brought in Zaha, as we mentioned already. Uh, so Zaha's coming for Odegaard. I, I feel good in that one. I, th- I think the stats back it up. He's a solid pick. He's guaranteed to play. He's on pens as well. Um, and he scores goals. So, yeah, pretty happy with Zaha. He's also been brought in by over 400,000 managers already this week uh, for this round. So, people have got eyes on him, and not, not just me. And then up top, Haaland with a captain's armband on him and Jesus on there. So, I am set 4-4-2, of course. 
Um, and yeah, we're, I'm ready for yeah, another game week and hoping for a big haul elsewhere. Um, let's have a look at go over to you, Ollie. Have you got much planned for this week, Ollie? Have I? Have I ever? Just to answer this question from Tiffany, first of all, before we move on to this team. Uh, no one has ever scored three Premier League hat tricks uh, in a row. Um, I've just Googled it quickly then. There's five players who've done it uh, in consecutive league games. You've got Les Ferdinand, Ian Wright, Didier Drogba, Wayne Rooney, Harry Kane, and make that six because obviously now Erling Haaland's done it. Um, so there's six players that have done it. No one's ever done it three times in a row. To my knowledge, uh, Thierry Henry's cons- uh, consecutive appearances a month apart. So, um, so there you go with uh, with that one. But I'm wildcarding this week. Sound the wildcard claxon because I'm playing another chip, <laughs> which is which I'm not sure about. Um, already done the uh, the triple captain and already played my wildcard. My initial thought for this, I played this at half time in the Liverpool Newcastle game because I was thinking about transferring out Salah anyway. He was going to blank, and I just thought, you know what? Maybe I can have a look at a no Salah draft, see what I can build. Um, and then he obviously got the two assists, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll keep hold of him. But there was other reasons why I wanted to do it. Well, that wasn't the only reason why. I wanted to get Trent back in, which I have now done. I wanted to get rid of Edison in goal, which I have now done. I wanted to go lighter at the back, which I've done. And I wanted to get Harry Kane up top to complete that unreal-looking front three, if I may say so myself, with Haaland, Jesus and Kane. Um, I don't think I'm going to go Mitrovic this week. His fixture um, with... Um, uh, Tottenham, I should say, um, is a tough one for mine. And I've got Harry Kane with the armband over Erling Haaland. I just love that fixture for Harry Kane at home. He's so good at home. He's even better in London derbies. Like his record in uh, London derbies is ridiculous. Uh, the only worry with uh, with this team is I'm potentially one player too light. I've got uh, Nico Williams starting there uh, in defence. I've got Andreas Pereira in reserve if needed. I've also got Emerson, who's 4 million, who um, I think will play more for um, for West Ham. If you have a look at things, um, he's not really played too much. Got the five minutes. I could go to Patterson um, if need be. But I've got cover, is my point. I'm pretty happy with that team. Just gone last minute uh, to Martinelli instead of Erdegaard because of the injury. Uh, but I'm really happy with that front three. I think I've got decent cover at the back with Kukurea uh, and Perisic. No Matty Cash. Thank goodness he's out of that team because he's been absolutely awful this season. But um, we'll have to see what we can do. And uh, Chris, don't you dare, Mr. Reed. I think uh, that wa- the wild card looks great, mate. Uh, I think you should be really happy with that. And you know, you've gone to that, you know, the front three, which um, I think Mikey did as well. Uh, the Reverend did that the other week when he did the wild card. That's the attractive one, isn't it? When we're talking about three up top, um, obviously we met, we ch- chatted about that just a bit earlier. But the Haaland, Jesus and Kane up top, it's frightening. Um, and then other assets have shown uh, how good they are. And are, are they still performing like the put Martinelli's, the gross, um, even Perisic at the back there. Great value for money, the cheaper, which allows you to have that, be confident in that front three. So for me, that's a bit of food for thought on what I could do potentially. Obviously, you've got Emerson in there who looks like he's going to be obviously starting as he's integrated into that West Ham team. Andreas Pereira has been great for Fulham uh, and obviously a cheap asset. So I think you've done well there to spread your funds, but also then load up on some yeah top assets. So I'd be excited if I was you, especially even Neko Williams against Bournemouth. Um, even though you know Bournemouth managed to hang on, you know to a clean sheet after the uh, you know the bounce from uh, getting rid of Scott Parker. But I think you know it's a good fixture for Forest. Um, and them twenty-one players that they brought in. Um, but yeah, looking good. What do you reckon, Chazza? How do you rate that wild card, mate? I really do like. 
a lot of these picks. And I especially like what your thoughts on the armband association with the addition of Harry Kane. I've, I have been surprised because at one stage, which was earlier this week, no one owned him. And he's been the best player from Tottenham so far. And probably, I'd say the closest challenger to Erling Haaland in the armband discussion. And you can see it in the way Kane plays. I feel in terms of the way he's playing and his involvement, I think he's having a better season right now than Mo Salah. And I do like the three strikers up top. Martinelli, gross, great picks, as you said. But Oli touch base on Mosa and Neko Williams, baby. I like it. That's saucy. Um, and Reedy has gone. He's licking his lips at the thought of going above Oli this week, Not even with that. Even Not with that foul card. I'll tell you what, mate. You come on here and say that. I sound like Kevin Keegan. You come on to this podcast and say that you're going above me this week. Not going to happen. Not a chance. Watch yeah, him get clips of who he does now. Watch him go above me now. Watch me have an awful week with this wild card. Get like three points and he scores about 100 and goes above me. But oh. I'm going to back my team in. Uh, Reedy, you have the right to do the same. It's not a bad team you've got, but I reckon, um, I reckon my spot's safe. Yeah, listen, I think it's good. I love the, uh, obviously, Spurs double up, which there hasn't been a huge amount of, obviously, I think from our side, we've not been doing the double up on Spurs, but maybe that's the time on there. Nice captain pick, as uh, Charlie mentioned. But, Ollie, obviously, we wish you all the best with that wild card this week. Obviously, in terms of our mini rivalry in our league, hope you yeah. don't do well. But yeah. in terms of, obviously, overall, mate, I hope it goes well. And it's, uh, yeah, a nice yeah. nice choice yeah. to you put, push the trigger on. Yeah, and like I said, I, I, I'm, re- I'm wishing really well. I just don't want to wish him that well. <laughs> I, I hope he does well. Uh, if, I, if, if I score 101 points, he scores 100, great. But as long as I can just extend that margin um, and get as high in that league as possible, that'd be nice. Um, I don't know what it sits at the moment, Jack, if you've got the league in front of me, I'll bring it up in our podcast league. I know we talked about it before with the million leagues that I'm actually in at this point. Um, we've got this one here, which is uh, which is ours. Um yeah, he wants to go above me. Is that what he's? Is that what he's saying? He wants to go above me with eighteen points difference. Of course, with that mate. team, he reckon he can score nineteen more points than me with that. I'm not too what, sure what he's doing. If well, if he woke up in time, I'm he'd be not, on... I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm yeah, not, listen, not, if he, if he woke up on time, he'd be on the podcast and telling us what team he's got, so we'd be able to compare, wouldn't yeah, we? But, but if he I'm wants not... ninety, if he wants nineteen more points against that, he better have a decent team because. I reckon there's there's more chance of of me turning out to play for Blackburn this weekend than there is of Reedy going above me in this league. And there we go with the Kevin Keegan reference. Well, you know what, Reedy? Let, let's have it. Good luck, mate. There we go. He's just messaging from his bed now, just throwing out... You know, obviously, uh, comments, but elsewhere, obviously, well, let's get let's have a look at Chaz's team going into this week. Um, obviously, Chaz, you've not hit your wild card yet. Any thoughts about it this week? Oh, mate, I'm just sitting on the beach at the moment. I reckon we're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, I'm saying, uh, like, there's no injury issues as it stands. Yes, Son has completely stank, but may as well just roll with what we got. I like the addition of Neko Williams. He's coming onto the field for Andreas Pereira. That's really the only substitution slash swap heading to the game week. Aside from that, I like the look of... Most of the fixtures, I think Andy Robertson can go well at Goodison Park if Liverpool manage to keep a shutout. But he's also capable of the attacking clean sheets. And as I said, they also have Wolves at home afterwards. I like Brighton's fixtures too. Now, City away at a pretty average club. The last time that occurred, I think Cancelo 
played zero minutes and got rotated from a Champions League semi-final. And then some other C player didn't play at all. That's odd. I had Laporte, it would have been last season. He got rotated in the same game too. Because Sun not being informed at all, Harling does get the armband. However, if I did have Harry Kane or my seller right now, the armband would be going on then instead. Wow, yeah. So what what do you think about Son though? Is he not is he not someone you you're looking at? No, he's been out of form. Even Is this not the fixture for him to bounce back? That kid is good, but I feel his confidence is low right now. And yeah. I just do not have enough faith in me to back him for potential double points. We all know about Haaland. He's a chance of getting rotated, but so be it. These this is gonna happen, especially when you have Sevilla and Tottenham after Aston Villa too. So I yeah. just don't know about Son. I just would have more cap confidence in Kane with the armband. And even like I player ownership himself, I have more confidence in owning Kulosevsky. Yeah, wow. So is it is a nowhere temptation just to take him out and swap him then for another asset like Kulosevsky? Considered, but I feel it's a good opportunity to just roll with two free transfers and enhance that flexibility heading into game week seven. And play a little mini wild card. Well, I'm sure you've got it. Uh, obviously moves up your sleeve, mate. But talking of sleeves, is this a good segue to go into the captain's armband shout and the captain's corner? Well, it must be because the armband does go on a sleeve. You're not wrong. So am I ready to fire away, Jack, for another edition? Mate, take it away, Chaz. Beautiful. Great. I just need to figure out what... Right, here we go. First off, uh, we have talked about Liverpool a fair bit on this. Mo Salah. And as you said, he registered two assists last game week in game week five. He's one of those people that sort of gets in and around the box, but he hasn't been the same since his return from the African Cup of Nations, which is at the start of this calendar year. His result of 10 points against Newcastle was only seven less than Erling Haaland scoring three goals and achieving maximum bonus points, which is a relative surprise. Salah does also have an excellent record against Everton since the start of his career as a Red. He has been involved in every match Liverpool has scored at Goodison Parks. For example, if Liverpool have scored a goal, he's ever got an assist or a goal in all on all of those occasions. And this was truly emphasised last year in December when he got a 15-point brace in their 4-1 win away, of course, at Goodison. Next, we got Erling Haaland. Now, we talk about his chances, and according to the predicted lineups. He's only got a 60% chance of starting. Not surprised, considering his next two opponents are like massive clubs, not as massive as West Ham, obviously. He's coming off the form of his life right now, back-to-back hat-tricks, both from the Eddie had against Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest. And he is the most informed player in the first five game weeks of the season. From what I read, 58 points. Someone please check up on that, which is 22 more. The next best from Rodrigo from Leeds. Hang on, that is false. But he's scored nine goals in his opening five games, which he broke for record uh, of Mickey Quinn, which was the most done by any Man City player within their opening five. Harry Kane is third in line. Let's fucking get the right page. I am panic stations at the moment. No, I'm all good. Since his game week one blank, no other Tottenham player has scored more points than him. In a spell of four game weeks, he has scored four goals, got an assist, and accumulated six bonus. And we did talk about the suggests. Well, Ollie pointed out he just loves playing in London derbies. He relishes them. And 
look no further than his record against Fulham, which is six goals in his in his five appearances against him. But I need to mention because I don't I don't really know what the merit is with this. This did include a hat trick in the FA Cup fifth round in the 2016-17 season. <laughs> that was a funny part of doing this. But furthermore, the England captain is ranked third amongst all players for expected goals involvement this season with 4.83. And the only two players who have it better is what you would say is the default template two-man front line, and that is Erlen Haaland and Gabriel Jesus. But the fourth pick, in actual fact, it's just, we've still got two to go. Raheem Sterling, Raheem the Dream for Chelsea. I'm so excited. I'm buzzing just saying this. He scored three goals in his last couple of game weeks alongside achieving four bonus points in total against Leicester City and Southampton. And he does hold a strong record against the Hammers, dating back to his days as a Man City starting winner under Pep. Now, from a spell of 2016 to 17 to 2019 slash 20 season, he made he managed to score seven goals and accumulate seven assists within his nine league appearances against him. With Sterling, he's also on less than 10% ownership, so he's a really good differential player and even crazy good, a differential captain. I just reckon this fixture would suit him. Speaking about Chelsea's fixtures, long term. They're in a really good patch. Seven of NX 13 fixtures are rated as a two on your fixture difficulty ranking. Now, the differential curveball one. Now, people have been crying out for this one, and someone has mentioned it already. We're going to Newcastle. You wouldn't believe it after one game, Alexander Izak. And even just looking at him with his involvement at Anfield, he was stiff not to get a brace, but he did get a goal, and he also got a bonus point, and he looked extremely lively. And it's more like, welcome home. Just like for England, it's coming home. But for the men's side, it actually hasn't yet. We go to it. And for the expected goals of 0.5 from his game at Anfield on Wednesday night, the only player who did have a better was Liverpool's very own Luis Diaz. And yes, he's Colombian, not Brazilian. What a horrific mistake. That was on my behalf a few game weeks ago. Newcastle's four of NX5, and yes, Elliot would be licking his lips right now. I rated as a two on your FDR, suggesting he has the short-term run to build on this one-game form. Or will he be a one-game wonder, just like Stevie Wonder or Mishu, a one-season wonder? That is all for this week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for coming. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, that was... Unbelievable. Just one takeaway to start off with. As as Colm has mentioned here, three Hail Marys and four of our fathers for you, young man. That is over to you, Chaz, for that blooper during that. But that segment was absolutely class. It had absolutely everything. I'm loving the Sterling shout, by the way. But then even more, uh, Isaac, wow, you've called it. Differential, absolutely. He's in for Wilson. Great fixtures ahead. Worth the investment and the arms, but armband, unbelievable. Ollie, what did you? What was your take on that, mate? Just there's, it's hard to take anything away. That that was just an unreal segment. I just wasn't <laughs> expecting that to happen like that. Um, but no, I think Sterling's a great call. I think well, when I was going without Salah, my main, my first transfer was Salah to Sterling. I really like the look of Raheem Sterling. And I'm really annoyed that I think I'll be going into this game without him because you know I looked at him again. Oh, there's still time, 
I know there is still time, but I think I want to keep hold of Salah. It would have been Salah to Sterling and no one else to Sterling. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of annoyed that that's the way I'm going because I think Sterling will do something this week. As he says, he also has, always has a great record against West Ham. I remember uh, when City won 4-1 their opening game week of uh, um, one of the seasons, a couple of seasons ago, whether it was 18, maybe 18, 19, 19, 20. Um, game week one, London Stadium, early kickoff, and he was unreal. Um, and I'll never forget that game for some reason. It's just one of those weird games that just sticks in the back of your mind. And he was unreal. Um, so I think he'll do something. I think it's a great call. Yeah, total, total agreement there. The stats, the stats there are frightening, uh, not only from Chazza, but from Sterling too. But I'm just going to throw this out there for you, Chazza. Son to Sterling could be a great move for you, mate. I, I like this. I like the look and sound of that one. The Chelsea assets are, you know, Chelsea fixtures on the FDI, as you mentioned, look great. And I was just thinking, oh, that could be a great uh, little sideways move for you and obviously save a bit of cash too. But your captain's corner, sensational. If you need your captain picks, you need some help, that is the segment for you. Watch it back. There are so many stats on there to take away and lots of ideas. I think there's six captains all in all. So there's some top candidates in there and even a differential for you two or, well, or two in there. But listen, guys, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. Uh, thanks for not putting that you know, snoozing your alarm clock like the other boys. But we've um, we've had a great time today. We've reviewed, we've discussed and we've previewed as well. Uh, lots of content and we are so excited for game week six to kick off. If you uh, are what if you're new around here, please do give us a like, leave a comment, and hit the subscribe button. That'll be fantastic. We love your support. Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of love from you guys and messages as well. So thank you so much. And if you're listening on podcast, please do leave us a rating and a comment on there. It really does help. Um, but a big thank you to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, as always. Great support from them, uh, from David and Nico. Um, so if you if you want to check out there the details of bonus bank and what that is, uh, you know details are in the caption below. It takes advantage advantage of bookies promotions. It's not a gambling website. It just reviews promotions and bonuses from the bookies across um, Australia and New Zealand. It's free to set up and use the software. But if you do choose to go premium, make sure you hit the FPL addicts code in there. Punch that in, and you get twenty five percent off your first premium month. Uh, have a look at it and check it out. Uh, and yeah, thanks again to Bonus Bank for supporting us. Um, so that is all that we've got time for. Um, <laughs> I just want to bring up this comment. Uh, Will Shaw, I've never heard so much data expressed in a proper Ocker accent. Uh, so obviously with the, the Aussie one, this is why we've got him on here because he can deliver stuff like that, Will. This is why we love Chazza. Um, so thank you, Chazza, for all your, your passion that you put into that one. Um, and uh, where is he, Reedy? He's just commented. He's gone. Uh, he got his times mixed up, so no problem, Reedy. We'll uh, see you on the other side. But thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in. That is all we've got time for for game week six preview pod podcast from FPL Addicts. Um, we'll see you next week. Uh, may all your FPL dreams come true. Take care and bye bye for now. <laughs>